He wasn't recording yet. This was it was all gold. It's gold, Jerry. Gold. I yeah. get called Jerry a lot. You are listening to From the Dome to Your Home podcast, the Municipal Association's weekly look at legislative action and issues facing cities and towns around the state. I'm your host, Casey Fields. Welcome back, everybody. Scott, glad to have you back with me. Uh, It's good to be back. It's been a good week. Felt good? Been traveling. Yes, of course. Okay. Been traveling around. Just checking in, man. Just checking in. Did a little traveling, conducted some business this week, so. And listen, we're going to talk about that later on, what it means. And you you say this to me about every day, but I want to share this with our listener. When you talk about, when you come back from the state house or you come back from like the conference that you just came back from, the Beach Advocates conference. Yeah. And you say, well, I've conducted business and you tell me all the things that you've done. We're going to share that with our listener so okay. they can understand what it means when we are at the state house. It's not just to stand around, talk to people. It's not just uh, a little behind the scenes, a little behind the scenes, a little, little BTS, a little tea. Is that what the kids say? Is that what they call it? What? Yeah. Hot tea. The tea. I don't know if we're going to share any tea. But yeah, that is what the kid, that's what I say. That's what the kids say. That's Todd right. was coming to the director's meeting on Monday and was delayed a bit because he had actually, he'd spilled some tea in the, in the stairwell. Like literally or figuratively? Right. He was. Literally. He, uh, he had to. He actually spilled He had to distinguish. Liquid. Make sure that, yeah. Okay. He wasn't spilling tea. Yeah. He said, I actually spilled some liquid tea. Got it. Not the, whatever. Um, Scott, we're going to add at the request of. Mr. Producer Russell Cox uh, and his trusty sidekick Caitlin Cothran. We are going to add a feature. Local Revenue Services. What's that's the title? Right. Manager, manager, director, director boss overall lady, queen. Yeah. Um, we are going to add a feature to our podcast. We are going to ask a trivia question at the very beginning of the podcast, and we're going to give our listener a chance to mull it over. As we banter, they'll Google and share machine information. It. Yeah, they'll just look it up on the Google and machine, then, or on our website www.masc.se. You know that Meredith will appreciate the plug, um, <laughs> which is going to be have a new look. That's right. Can't come, wait for that. Come Sunday. Can't wait for that. Yep. Um, but we're going to have, and then at the very end of the podcast, before we sign off, we're going to share the answer. Okay, what do I win if I get the answer so right? So you win hugs, kisses, loves, and affection. Points. Hugs and compliments. Just yeah. points. Yeah, just points. A hearty we'll pat add, on the back and congratulations. That's exactly right. Um, so today, our first trivia question for our many, many listeners is, how many cities and towns in South Carolina have the word ridge in the name? I'll repeat the question. <laughs> How many cities and towns in South Carolina have the word ridge, R-I-D-G-E, in the name? Okay. So don't, we'll say, get, don't say anything. We'll get the number, but I would be more impressed if whomever answers the question can get them all. Well, Scott, can you know, you name who, you know what um, you know what would make the our trivia portion even more fun? What's that? If we could take callers. No. Okay. Um, so let's get to the business of the state house. So to this week has been a real big week for fentanyl. Um, not necessarily fentanyl traffickers because right. they're yeah. um, likely going to go to jail um, for a longer period of time. That's the idea. Um, so let's talk about what happened in the House with the fentanyl bill, House mm-hmm. Bill 3503, Representative Gillum's bill. 
Um, it has been through two subcommittee hearings, one full committee hearing, and debate on the floor. Yep. And it passed. That's correct. Out of the House. That's over, correct. Overwhelmingly. That's right. There were 20, I think 21 votes against it. That's correct. Um, and, and I believe that was because of that there was one amendment that was adopted on the floor mm-hmm. that put back in mandatory minimum sentencing. Right. So I think that was why they were voting against it. And there are a number of legislators who oppose uh, minimum mandatory sentencing guidelines, uh, not only on on this particular issue, but as a matter of principle. That's right. So they spoke against that. uh, Representative Todd Rutherford, who's the Democrat uh, Democrat minority leader leader Mm -hmm. in the House, spoke against it. So um, there's there's is a principled stand against those mandatory minimums, um, and we'll see what happens to it when it gets over to the Senate, where it will be competing against Senate fentanyl bills. That's exactly right. So the Senate Judiciary Committee passed two bills out to the Senate floor just this week. Um, Senate Bill 1, which is President Thomas Alexander, mm-hmm. um, Senator from Oconee County, he has a bill that is makes um, the, if you give somebody fentanyl and they die, you can be charged with homicide. Correct. It's a homicide by fentanyl right. charge. And then there is Senate Bill 153, which is repre- I mean, Senator Tom Young's bill from Aiken. That is the trafficking language that mm-hmm. we see in 3503. Not right. identical, but similar, similar. trafficking, yeah, offense, yeah. trafficking offense language. Those bills are now on the Senate calendar. Are they going to get to them, though? Let's talk about that for a second. Now, that's a great point that you bring up. Right. So this past week, for the third week, we started the week with senators debating the education savings account bill. Right. We've talked about this on the podcast before. This is all they've been doing on the floor. Mm -hmm. Um, They completed their debate on that and gave it third reading. But not before Senator Mike Fanning from Fairfield... He took his two hours. Lobbed a, a mini filibuster that That's he right. was allowed Absolutely. on third reading That's correct. of the bill, which is unusual. Well, it is, but it is allowed under cloture. Right. To it's speak allowed. Yeah. yeah, for or again. Right. And he spoke against yes. Senate Bill 39. So he took his two hours and they gave it third reading. And then senators moved on to certificate of need, the repeal of certificate of need. Which they did last year. That's exactly right. So they started that yesterday, Wednesday, because today's Thursday, and they completed that debate today. Yeah, I, I, th- I think everybody was expecting that to have gone a little more qu- We all thought it was going to get done yesterday. Right. There were a couple of amendments today on third, which... According to the Senate rules, you have to get, in order to take up an amendment on third reading, you have to have three-fifths vote to do so. Right. And so they achieved, they, they got the vote to take it up, but then one amendment was ruled um, out of order. And both of the amendments, the one that was ruled out of order yesterday and then the one they ultimately adopted today, were put up by Senator uh, Tom Davis right. from Beaufort, Beaufort Bluffton mm-hmm. that had to deal with non-compete clauses for medical professionals, doctors, right. people who um, who could be potentially constrained 
by a non-compete clause when they decide they want to go out and do something on their own, for instance. Correct. Or with another hospital or with another doctor's office or something like that. And so that the concept of that ultimately got adopted today and included in the Certificate of Need bill, and now it will get sent over to the House for debate there. So... Where well, will that go when it gets to the House? 3M or Judiciary? Certificate of Need? Yeah. Um, I think it goes to 3M. 3M would seem to make sense to me. I believe that, right, the way they've kind of newly structured. Yeah. So I believe it would go we'll to 3M. When it, um, we'll know when it gets right across next week. So, Scott, there, the Senate now um, is going to go down a road that is quite familiar a well-worn path um, to everyone, everywhere. Um, they are going to take up an abortion bill. Yep. Um, is this the third? Okay. Or fourth? Sure. I don't. I, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've honestly, I've lost count. Um, the, and of course, this is in reaction to the state supreme courts overturning the six-week abortion ban. That's correct. That they passed last year. That's correct. House is house is preparing for a debate. There is a bill in committee. Now the Senate's going to, mm-hmm. and what the Senate is going to do is actually recall this bill from directly from committee mm-hmm. without having any subcommittee or committee hearings. Right. Which would allow, which would allow testimony from people who are in support of the bill and people who are against. The right. Bill. So it's going to go directly onto the Senate floor. Mm-hmm. I assume it'll be a special order slot. Um, depends on. That would be my know. guess. Yeah. Yeah. Because what they did yesterday was got, they got a vote to meet in perfunctory session tomorrow, mm-hmm. Friday, which means they are technically in session, even though they're not physically present. Mm-hmm. Which does what to the bill? Well, what that does is allow the bill to be read across the desk, finger air quotes, right? So that it's on the desk for more than twenty four hours because you can't. There's a Senate rule that says you can't take up a bill unless mm-hmm. it's been on the desk for twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. Similar in the House as well. Yes. Yeah. So come Tuesday, so it gets read across tomorrow. It gets discharged today, mm-hmm. I guess, or mm-hmm. or tomorrow gets read across. And then, then it's twenty four hours it'll, tomorrow, it'll and be, then yeah, it'll be on the calendar, ready and waiting on Tuesday. Yes. Um. Who knows how long this will take? Yeah. Um. Who knows what proponents and opponents will do this time? If there will be, um, you know, last last time it was the it was the Senate that agreed upon a reasonable bill back in the fall. Yeah, I believe when they tried to pass. A bill in response to And of course, reasonable is relative depending on who you are. That's right. right? So they tried to pass another, uh, an outright ban um, back in the fall or summer, fall, I guess. Yeah, yeah. When the United States Supreme Court struck down Roe and that the the Senate did not have the votes for a total ban. Right. So that, that effort to outright ban abortion in South Carolina failed. So this is now, then after that, then you got the Supreme Court, the South Carolina Supreme right. Court decision on the fetal heartbeat bill. A couple weeks ago. So mm-hmm. now here we are again trying to get another bill passed 
with different language in it that would pass pass constitutional mustard on my hot dog. We'll see. Right. Uh, You know, Senator Massey, Shane Massey from Edgefield, the Republican leader, majority leader in the Senate, said repeatedly, publicly, last fall, when the House and the Senate could not work out the differences between their two versions of the abortion bill in the conference committee, Senator Massey said repeatedly, there's just not the votes in the Senate for what the House wants. Right. So unless the House changes it goes along with it's the approach Senate. right from from last time and i don't We're i don't know if it will <laughs> right then or if, we if may some, end up back in the same spot or if the senate changes you know if some senators change their position i, I or, don't i don't see that happening but um, you know it could be a could set us up for a situation where we're going to be right back where we were last fall that's right um and you know by that point it'll be what End of May. We'll be ready for house budget. <laughs> yeah, we ready. Right? To, yeah, we'll be ready to adjourn and go home for the summer. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And then come back right. over the summer and continue to and fight fin- about abortion. I was about to say and finish we'll un- unfinished business. Yeah, um, we'll see. Let's yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna keep a close watch on that. So And again, our listener wonders, well, why are you talking about this? Right. It has nothing That's to right. do with cities and towns. True, but for the fact but, that this is taking up time on the House and Senate calendars and in committees where we could be Moving bills. That's things, right. You know that which that we this need. which to to put it in perspective, this debate will will prolong fentanyl sitting in the Senate because yeah. now the oh, House yeah. has already passed it. Right. So they got their business done in January. So this is just kind of a log jam. It just displaces other things. It, it, right. 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 So. Um. So that's kind of what we're trying. We're keeping our eye on Bef- before we get to a little bit of the BTS mm-hmm. behind the scenes. Um, let's talk a little bit about HLAD, Hometown Legislative Action Day, which well, is on Tuesday, February the 7th. Yeah, HLAD's coming up. It's a great time for folks from around the state to get together and uh, we have a wonderful time. Do some training. Love seeing and everybody. Hear updates from us and go over and visit with their legislators. We have some incredible speakers. We've got um, yeah. President Thomas Alexander of the Senate mm-hmm. and Speaker Merle Smith in the House. Yeah. They're coming to. Talk to our association president, Mayor Rick Osborne mm-hmm. um, of Aiken. Yeah, Rick's going to interview those two. Right. So mm-hmm. they're going to talk about, you know, what this session looks like and what, you know, how they, how our advocacy initiatives fit in to, you know, what things mm-hmm. that they're working on or will work on or have worked on. Yeah. Um, we've got some great sessions on law enforcement, short-term rentals. What I'm really looking forward to is Council of Errors. The Council that is of bringing Errors, back some old school stuff. The Council of I'm Errors will convene for a about. meeting, yes, uh, for a general session on Tuesday afternoon, and we'll see we'll see how that goes. I really hope people will come to that because it's only as good as the audience. It's not dual office holding for Anderson Mayor Terrence Roberts <laughs> to preside over this meeting, <laughs> right? Well, I don't know. Come and come and watch and see if it is or he's, not. He's been relieved of his duties of dual office holding just long enough just to, for this occasion, right? Just to <laughs> deal with all the crazy people that he has to deal with. Yes, and you will get to see some of the association staff um, really in their element. Yeah, I believe. That, that it'll be. It should be a lot of fun. Everybody that you know and love and that you interact with 
pretty regularly. You'll see them in a different light. And more importantly, it should be, hopefully, well, hopefully it's not terribly educational for (laughs) most of our folks. I hope nobody goes, wait a minute, I can't do that. It will be a fun, uh, it will be a fun exercise to see if folks notice the errors, the issues. Agree. Now, are you going to occasionally come up? Are we going to point those out during the? (laughs) We're just not going to let it roll and hope people recognize what's going on. Maybe we'll pass out a survey or something for folks to fill out and say, do you you think this was right or wrong? So, no, we're not going to do that. As a matter of fact, I am getting HLAD um, text message questions right now. And then, of course, we'll have uh, uh, food and Yeah, we'll have the legislative reception that night. Afterwards. Don't we have a DJ? Okay. Um, and lot the taste of South Carolina, so lots of local foods. Yep. And Legislators have been invited. That's right. They have um, been. Have we dropped all those invitations yet? Uh, this past week. Yes, yes we did. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. Right That's on top of that, Rose. Right. Name the movie. <laughs> Rose. Right on top of that, Rose. Mm, I don't know that one. Uh, don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead with I'm, Christina Applegate. I've never seen that one. Uh, Although su- I do like Christina Applegate. I She's su- fun. I suggest that you... She uh, was really good in the uh, Ron Burgundy movies. You go check that out. Yeah. No. Uh, Vanessa, Veronica Corningstone. Veronica Corningstone. Yes. Yeah, God, I love... I love... Yeah, you, they're going to put Corningstone said, on. Yeah, you quoted that one the other week. Um, yeah, I did. What, let's see. Something else happened this week. Oh, the Heirs Property Study Committee Commission. Yeah, you went bill. to a subcommittee where they passed out yep. the bill that creates an Heirs Heirs Commission Property Study Commission. Yeah, out of subcommittee. So we'll That's see right. what happens. Yeah. Um, Scott, so today, and that's really what made me think about this. So I was sitting in my office and I was conducting business at my desk. As writing, always, you, writing every reports, day. Mm-hmm. um, you know, summarizing bills, talking on the phone, all the all the things that I do. And you came in and you sat down and you said, let me update you. I have conducted a good bit of business today. Yes. And you were over at the State House. Earlier this week, you were at the Beach Advocates Conference yes. down at Isle of Palms. Which was really informative for me and, of course, for all of us to get a better sense of the issues, mostly environmental issues that were discussed that our beach communities are facing and some of the really uh, interesting things that they're doing, particularly with regard to renourishment, beach renourishment, and that right. kind of thing. So uh, it was good and good to good to see a bunch of uh, coastal mayors and council members, good. and staffers. So uh, glad to glad to have been able to go to that and make that connection. Um, so you you came in and you sat down and you were you know started telling me about that and mm-hmm. that made me think. You know, our our folks really don't they they don't see the everyday, you know grind that we do um they hear the reports and they read the reports Mm -hmm. and they listen to the podcast but give me an idea sun up to sundown today um and you can even share with everybody your delicious mediterranean lunch sure um whatever it was i don't know good um some broccoli and some long grain wild rice excellent vicky you hear that sister little uh little roasted chicken thigh it was pretty good um Tell everybody from when you left the office, from when you came back. So, Tell me everything without naming any names right. or giving any way, so, giving away any strategy. Started the morning off with a, a meeting with a senator who, uh, on behalf of one of his towns, wanted to get uh, educated on annexation and how to overcome overcome a particular issue with regard to one a one single property owner. 
And you were you were called by the senator yes. to come over. Okay. Yes. You were so, you were asked by the senator yeah, earlier to come this talk week. To him. Yeah. Earlier this week, um, his staff called and asked me to come over. So I met with him and gave him the information and the the statutory reference in particular that will help him and his town, uh, fi- you know, overcome the the problem that they were facing. Then I went to the heirs property. Subcommittee it was a right. Uh, that was Senate, in Senate Labor, Commerce, and Industry, Industry Regulatory, and Local, local Government, government Sub. Sub. Yep. Uh, went and listened to that, and listened to the testimony and the discussion among the senators about that bill. And we and, are interested in that because right. we had a role in the study committee that um, held a number of meetings this past fall in dis, uh, you know November, December. Right, that we attended. Yes, and, right, and were named in the enabling. Uh, the study committee, right? The study as, committee as, resolution as someone who to be consulted. Mm-hmm. So that resulted in a in a bill uh, that Senator John Scott from here in Columbia Richland introduced to create this commission that will of various officials that will try and seek solutions to the the problem of heirs' property across the state. Okay. And uh, though the Municipal Association is not named as a member of that commission, a a municipal official is is named as someone to to be a part of that. So we were there and following that. And so then I went over to the lobby to talk to so a, that that subcommittee was in the Gresset Building, right? Yes. And so you left the Gresset Building and walked over, over to the state to the house, house lobby to the okay. lobby because I had business I needed to conduct. There. And because the Senate went in at eleven, yeah. so this was at ten, right. so this went is, in at eleven. Yeah. Yeah. So went over there and met with a House Committee staff member about um, a taxing issue that is a problem across the state. The problem is particularly with who is collecting it and how it is then being distributed okay. to different entities across the state. And, and were you just standing in the lobby or were y'all were y'all like no, in the antechamber no. or kind of no, no, off to yeah, the side? Yeah, or? yeah. We were in the lobby. We were standing there at the rope and, you know, talking about th- this issue. And I was getting him up to speed. He and I were affirming our thoughts on the issue and the interpret our interpretation of the particular statute in right. play. Right. And uh, we've got a little bit of work to do to resolve the problem because the language in the statute is very clear mm-hmm. to everybody Every, else right. except for this one particular entity that is responsible for uh, collecting and then distributing some of these tax funds. Okay. So I won't name any names. Right. No, I appreciate that. We but like to remain nameless on the podcast. For those, For those listeners who might some listeners will be who are uh, who are affected. Their city or town is affected right. by this issue. Will know what I'm talking about. Do you think those same cities, those same listeners, are going to know how many cities and towns in South Carolina have the word ridge in them? Uh, I can't say that. I don't okay. know. Then, then as I was leaving, I got pulled into a discussion. Well, I was having a discussion with the uh, lobbyists for the. Home Builders Association okay. in South Carolina, and we are, we have over the years developed a very good working relationship. Great. You know, the, the the cities and towns, cities and towns, and the municipal association and the home builders have traditionally been fairly antagonistic towards one another. Right. But I feel like 
particularly when we when we were working with the Building Officials Association of South Carolina, we I think we developed a pretty good working relationship uh, through that that affiliation. And then uh, so he and I had a conversation pursuant to the heirs' property, and then we ended up having a conversation with a Senate staffer with our thoughts on the commission and you know our our recommendations, our public recommendations about how to how to try and solve some of these heirs' property issues. So. Okay. Anyway, and then was and then from there, and that was you know that was a thirty minute conversation, just impromptu, right sure. there in the lobby, just solving what, problems. What man. everybody needs to understand is a lot of a lot of work gets done in the lobby amongst the lobbyists, like just working out and the staffers, thing, work, working out language and right. It's talking it's, about amendments. It's not always talking just to legislators, right. Right. Because what legislators tell you is, okay, if you two have got a disagreement over a particular bill or some language, you work it out amongst yourselves and then bring me the solution and we'll see what happens. Right. To avoid a huge fight. Well, and to avoid a solution being imposed on us that that neither of us. (laughs) Right. That nobody likes. So, I mean, the lobby is a, is a, is a, an amalgam of solution seeking. Mm-hmm. Uh, amongst folks, and uh, it seems it seems to be it's, it has worked well for us over the years. I'll say that. So you you had these discussions in the lobby, kind of solving problems and yeah. getting together, coming up with plans. Yes, to find solutions to problems. Yes, um, and then you came back here, right? Yes. Um, we caught up. We made you. sure, right? We spill we spill tea. Up update Erica. Update Joni. They reciprocate when they come in. That's right. We're constantly updating. Constantly talking, texting. Amongst the four of us. Yes, constantly. It's all hours of the day, even on the weekends. It was, yes, I know. I'm trying to go to bed. I'm trying to, you know, turn the light off at. I know. And we're like, OMG, did you hear this? Or did you see this? Or Or did you? My phone's sitting there blowing up. It's, I, I can't go to. We are. We can't do go to bed it's at a terrible. decent hour because y'all are texting. <laughs> but, um, but at least you know everything. Well, that's well. I have to. I don't. I don't know it until I catch up in the morning when I wake up. Right. You know? Well, then you're then, then you're lost. Then you're right. already behind. Yeah, I'm, I'm behind already. Come on, but, Jerry. <laughs> but that's how we. You know, we keep up with what. That's how I got to talk to the house staffer this morning because he reached out to Joni about this tax issue. Right. And of course, she doesn't have the background or the familiarity. This is an issue that that's been ongoing for a couple of years, that right? I, that I already knew about and had a lot of research done. And she updated you. Yeah, and she said, and "Hey, you were able to hey, go the see, staffer yeah. needs to talk to you." And so I texted him and said, "Hey, I'm, I'll be in the lobby. Mm-hmm. Let's get together if you if you have time." And so. then when you come back to the office in the afternoon, or whenever you get a chance to, whenever mm-hmm. they're done, mm-hmm. when the House and Senate adjourn, you are catching up with. Technical assistance, emails, phone calls, um, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, so like the issue that I was meeting with the senator about this morning for my first meeting, I relayed that information to Charlie Barno because the town that we were talking about is one of those that he works with. Right, our, our Charlie, our field services manager. So that because I asked, I had reached out to him yesterday in advance of this meeting to say, mm-hmm. "Hey, are you aware of what's going on there? Can you is there any insight that you can provide to me?" Right. He was he was not unaware he was not aware of anything in particular going on, but now he knows, and it's it's a positive thing. The discussion and that's, that we had that's something else that um, I really really love. One of the things I love about the field services managers, 
they are giving us information. We're giving them information. They really are kind of like the ex officio members of advocacy and communication. Oh, very much so. Because they are sharing information. We are telling them things about legislation and they're sharing things with us. And it really is a huge benefit to not only us, but our members. The things that Charlie and Ashley and Jeff Shacker tell us about, that tell us that's going on in, in their territories right. is something that I use every day at the state house. Yeah, it, it's a huge um, benefit to, I, to everybody. I, I, as a part of that heirs property discussion, I use some information that um, uh, Mayor Philip Pounds and Isla Palms right. gave me this week. As an example of, hey, here's a solu- a potential solution to this heirs heirs property issue with regard to a funding source, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, you being able to use those very specific anecdotes uh, in front of legislators and in front of staff to illustrate the problems right. that we're trying to address, and the and here's the here's how you could solve it is extremely valuable to yes. the storytelling part of our job. And us telling stories is what is the most effective way to communicate how the, the issues that we're facing and how we could potentially solve those. So. This is the second week in a row that we have heaped praise upon the field service managers. Well, they deserve a lot of it. Every bit of it. They deserve a lot of it. Every every bit of 100%, it. 100%, yeah. Um, anything, and then, you know, you, you do your regular, we record the podcast Thursday yep. afternoons, mm-hmm. and we have to, um, y'all have to proof from the dome to your home. Yes. So that goes out on Friday mornings in a timely fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just kind of wrap up your week by making sure that everything is kind of Ready for next week. Yeah, ready for next week. So you start doing prep for Monday, Tuesday, and especially next week, it'll be a little bit different because our, you know, normally everybody's available to cover meetings and, you know, all that. So on Tuesday, we'll all be at the Marriott. So um, Joni and Erica and you will kind of have to tag team going over there, kind of coming back and forth in order to cover all the meetings because it's looking to be a crazy schedule. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, the, despite the fact that the, the the schedules have been busy, there haven't been a whole lot of things that we have to specifically be on hand right. to to deal with, but it that, you know, that could change come Monday when they push the schedule out and beyond. So, right, right. Yeah. But it, it it's 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 like today was a lot of fun. I feel like we had a lot of good conversations and got some got some things done. Right, right. At least planted a lot of seeds. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Of got some got some things going. Planted some seeds for potential solutions to some issues. Yeah. Um, so. Scott, would you like to take a stab at our trivia answer, or would you like I, for me to just tell I, our listeners the well, answer? Well, I don't know how many there are unless I, you know, start naming the ones that I know that have ridge in them right. and count them do on my wanna, fingers. Do you want to try? Count them on my hand. Would you like to try to do that? Well, let me try. All let's right. see Give here. it a shot. Well, well, let's go. So... Ridge Spring. Okay. Uh Pine Ridge. Okay. Um um uh, Pig on the Ridge. Where's Pig on the Ridge? Uh-huh. Uh, Ridgeway. Uh, Ridgeway. Yep. Uh Ridgeland. Yep. Ridgeville. Yep. Um, that's it. That's it? Yeah. There oh, are okay. five. Wow. There are five cities and towns I got them all. that you just named in South Carolina that Boom have shakalaka. the word Ridge in the name. Nice. And of course, I am from Blue Ridge. 
That is not an incorporated it's not, town. No. But Tigerville, well, Tigerville's not even that incorporated. That is not an incorporated they are town aspirated. either. Landrum is, would be the closest incorporated town. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not right. Gownsville. Gownsville's not incorporated. That is not either. <laughs> Do you ever watch WIS weather and they are, they're showing the, the radar uh-huh. and then they'll show communities or crossroads and they'll say this is going toward the yes when, city of the and you're just severe like storm 2023 right right yeah. you you you're like i'm sitting there and i know my kids get so annoyed because i'm like that that's not a that's not a city right. that's not an incorporate <laughs> yeah because that's they, not a, that's they a refer cross, to that's it as a, a town yeah. that is not it and they're like yeah. mom <laughs> enough yeah. i'm like i can't help it y'all it's incorrect so when i was a field services manager uh, a game we used to play with my friends we'd be at the beach right and we'd all be vacationing together and we all be sitting on the beach, um, enjoying ourselves and watching the kids play. And Angie would start the game with my friends, and they would. And the game was name a city or town in South Carolina, and Scott will tell you the mayor, that's right, and the manager or administrator of those towns. Yep. And so they would name some place, and I would just like you, I'd say that's, that's not, not an incorporated that's town. Not incorporated city or town. <laughs> Do you know that um, the current mayor of Newberry, Foster Sim? Mm-hmm. I think he's a listener of our podcast. Oh yeah, really. Um, we were at, this has been several years ago, we were at an Association of South Carolina Mayors meeting. And he noticed that I was calling everybody, hey, mayor, hey, mayor, <laughs> hey, mayor, because that's their title. Yes. They've earned it. Yes. Therefore, that is what I call them. Yes. And he stood up in front of everybody. There were probably 30, people, 30 40 mayors in the room. Mm-hmm. He stood up in front of everybody and he said, you know, I think it's great that Casey calls us all mayor, but I guarantee she doesn't know everybody's name. <laughs> And you know that's, that's one of the great things about going to the Ask Mayors. You meeting. know why? You know I love a challenge. So I sat name. there and I named every mayor front, first name, last name, and then I told them something about that mayor: their oh, favorite color, impressive. their favorite food, where they were from, how many grandkids they had. And then Foster said, "Mayor Mayor Fosterson said, all right, I'll never do that again.' Yeah, don't challenge her." Um, a representative David O'Neill, former mayor yes. of Tiga K, came up in the lobby last week and was talking O'Neill. to us. And I was like, I, as he walked up, I was like, hey, mayor. That's how right. You he goes, not anymore. I'm like, you're always a mayor to me. Always. <laughs> I still call Senator Kevin Johnson mayor. Absolutely. I'm like, what's going on, mayor? And he's just like, that's right. Absolutely. I love him too. Um, well, everybody, I don't think we need any uh, public service announcements this week. Scott is sticking to his Mediterranean diet that we're all proud of. Um, I had a fabulous bowl of uh, yogurt, berries, and a little granola today. It was fantastic. We will all... Uh, Sugar-free. We will all help Scott stick to his diet and be back next week. Be sure to follow the Municipal Association's podcasts on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Find the latest from the Municipal Association on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the Association's website, masc.sc.